the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome to the Thursday edition, January 14th of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. Mike as well. Um, listen, I'm looking out the window here from our spare rooms. I'm yeah. reading today, which confirmed what we all know. Uh, throughout the year, Pittsburgh, on average, has 59 sunny days per year and 306 cloudy days. Okay. Now, let me just break in and say I appreciate stats, mm. and I know it's been very cloudy since January 1st. It has been. But we had such a sunny summer. We did. We had a wonderfully sunny summer. We did. I would. I think I would take – is this true? Yes. I think I would take the drabness now. For the sunny summer. Oh, 100%. As opposed to like it being sunny and cold. And then we get to summer and it rains all the time. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Okay, good. I made an excellent point. Mike, did you hear that? Early on. Early on. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) I mean, really, you've changed my perspective and it's only like two minutes into the show. Imagine what's going to happen like at by 550. I'll be a different person. I will be. And I may be doing some push-ups as well, just for the sake of it. Telling right. you what, you can be a new person. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. As we always do, we start off the show. Please join us now, Calf. Give us the top four at four. Right, John Mike, for Thursday, January 14th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Number one, Michigan prosecutors investigating the Flint drinking water crisis have charged former Governor Rick Snyder with two counts of willful neglect of duty yesterday, so says the Wall Street Journal. Mr. Snyder, a Republican who was governor from 2011 to 2019, has previously been criticized for contributing to the city's water troubles, which stemmed from a 2014 decision by an emergency manager he appointed to switch the city's water source to the Flint River as a cost-saving measure. When the city and state failed to properly treat the water to prevent corrosion, lead leaked into the drinking water in the city of nearly 100,000, causing one of the worst lead contaminations of a municipal water system in U.S. history. Number two, here's a pick-me-up. Violent extremist activity will likely surge in the U.S. and pose, quote, the greatest domestic terrorism threats in 2021. A trio of federal law enforcement agencies warned in a recently released bulletin. Fox News is reporting that the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and the National Counterterrorism Center say that this threat comes from, quote, anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists. Uh, They are racially or ethnically motivated, some of them, violent extremists, and they're also domestic violent extremists. They have this broken down into different categories. Isn't that that good to know? Anyway, and of course, there are those who cite partisan political grievances. Let's hope number three is a little better, huh? Okay. (laughs) Crossing my fingers. 
All right, it is. Pittsburgh Mayor Bill Peduto made it official. He will seek a third term as mayor. Because of the pandemic, Mr. Peduto made the announcement in a live video that was streaming on Facebook. So it wasn't like one of those things where you gather everybody down at the city county building and there's a big party. The mayor had already made it clear back in 2019 that he would run again. So this isn't a shock, but a lot has changed since 2019, including a couple of little things like the George Floyd protests, COVID-19 and a $26 million shortfall in the city budget. And number four, Sunday night's Steeler debacle had to result in some changes and they have already begun. Offensive coordinator Randy Feekner, offensive line coach Sean Serrett, and defensive backs coach Tom Bradley are not having their contracts renewed for next season. Feekner has been with Mike Tomlin since the beginning and has been running the offense for the past three seasons. Also just recently learned how to wear a mask, so that's good. And in other NFL news, it looks like the Jags, the Jacksonville Jags, finalizing a deal to make Urban Meyer form formerly of the University of Florida and Ohio State, their next head coach. The Jags fired head coach Doug Marone at the conclusion of the season after finishing with a franchise worst 1-15 in record. And here's a bonus for you. I think we all know the president was impeached yesterday, right? We all know that. The vote was 232 to 197, the most bipartisan impeachment vote in American history. And that's your top four with a bonus. Listen, that bonus, none of those things helped me. All of no, them were none like, of them helped you? No, that is not the top four or four. That's like the, the, the bummers. Four. The bummers at four. I, I, mean, I could also tell you about Airbnb and uh, the subsidiary canceling all booked reservations in the Washington, D.C. area no, for fear of violence. Would that make you feel better? No. You know, how do we... How do we turn this, you know, national morass around? I don't maybe know, we should but... give out like free ice cream on every street corner, or maybe it would be like, you know, National Penny yeah. Candy Day or something like that, right? Wouldn't that be? I think if people watched more Top Gear, it would help. I don't mean the American Top Gear; I mean the British one. We watched an hour of it last night. It was Felt healing. Better. Yeah, I agree. It was a bomb. We are still fans of Top Gear, and especially the special editions of Top Gear, right? Yeah, we're, now, I, we actually, now we're, you're talking about the Grand Tour, right. but we went back and watched so, oh, the actual did. Top Gear last night. I don't yeah. know, it was maybe 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was outstanding. They were making That's their nice. own caravans. Very nice. Might uh, not surprise you that it didn't work out well. <laughs> no. Well, it's funny. So you're watching Top Gear. We were watching Jim Gaffigan last night. Oh, how was that? Excellent. Is it good? I, I saw Excellent. It's been advertised all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you watched any Jim Gaffigan? I've watched all of Jim Gaffigan except for this one, this okay. latest one. Okay, so the the latest one, though, uh, we be on. We watched that latest one a couple of weeks ago. Oh, the latest Is there one. Another one since then? Well, no, but I'm just oh. going back into the archives because okay. you know, give me a little something to laugh about, right? Oh, yes. Something, yeah. No, the latest one where he goes to, I think, three different countries. He's in Canada, Spain. And some like crazy place, like oh, know, I don't know, uh, I have not heck? seen yeah. this one. Yeah, this can you know, yeah, and so it's really cool because you know he's commenting on the culture of the countries he's in. Oh, some, okay, somewhat to his own peril, I believe. You know, because well, I'm sure I'm sure he makes himself the butt of most of the jokes. He does. He does. He's one to do. Don't you love Jim Gaffigan? I do. Very Did much you see so. the op-ed that his wife wrote? Uh, no, his I love wife- Jim Gaffigan until he becomes political, which is you know, 
Right, and he hurts himself like everybody else Politics does. ruins everything. Um, his wife, Jeannie, did an op-ed for Christmas in a Catholic uh, online publication. Really? And it, she did a wonderful job. I mean, it's no surprise that she's a good writer because yep. she and Jim write uh, his material together. Yeah, but she's his co-writer. She really, it, but it was really, it wasn't about, it wasn't funny. It was about, you know, the heart of the Catholic faith and her excitement about celebrating Christmas with her kids. And she went into what kind of lives they've lived raising their kids on the road. That's fascinating. It was yeah. really good. Very cool. Very well done. How many couples, I mean, what they do is so fascinating. How many couples can make a living writing jokes with each other? I don't know. I mean, that is a really unique marriage subset. I agree. Really, I mean, you know, of course you find humor and tragedy in your marriage, but man, to sit down across from each other and intentionally write jokes. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, oh, we're doing this really cool thing here. Speaking of marriage, right? Uh, it's our wedding day contest. Uh, this is super cool. So um, you share your wedding stories and uh, we're going to pick some winners and you're going to really win some great prizes. Our wedding story giveaway, wordfm.com is the place to go to f- learn more details about that. And of course, everybody's got at least one story, hopefully from your wedding day, right? I've got about 15 stories that happened in our wedding day. Yeah, but some of them you can't share because you need to protect the innocent or the guilty. Well, some of them, I mean, it's been long enough. Oh, you think they're over it? Some Listen, in one of my wedding stories. Wait, 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 what do you mean one of your wedding stories? One of your weddings? Or you mean one of the stories from your one One of the stories from my weddings. I've only had one wedding. Yeah. One of my wedding stories is that the day after we were married, one of my friends called me and said, Hey, you know, we love that venue that where you guys got married. Really was terrific. Can you give me the owner's name? Because I think I'm going to sue them. (laughs) I'm I'm like, what? Yeah, I was a little, I had a little too much to drink at your wedding and I fell down and got hurt. And I think I'm going to sue them. Like Like it wasn't your fault for having too much to drink. Exactly. Right. Let's, let's blame the establishment. I'm sure it's their fault. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, entering, entering into the, uh, wedding story contest, uh, you can win some romantic prizes like a getaway to the Buell mansions in Sharon PA or oh, free, beautiful, some beautiful jewelry from Trinity jewelers. They're sponsoring, Very nice. the, sponsoring the event. So yeah, wedding stories. It's uh, a lot of fun. I haven't I, been I to Trinity jewelers for a while. I got to get down there. Gotcha. All right. Mark Helgerman and the crew, right? Fabulous people. Yeah. So the wedding stories contest is uh, going on even as we speak. All right. Terrific. Should we break? I think it's time to step aside. Okay. Yeah. Permanently? Well, I think we'll just step aside for a few minutes while we hear from our commercial sponsors, Father Tom Soroka from St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in the next. Are we going to talk about the Trinity? Yeah. Father, hard, Son, It's hard Holy to Spirit. figure out, John. What's next? 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you know that you know that you're saved? You ought not to be a doubting Christian. You ought to be a shouting Christian. You ought not to have a hope-so salvation. You ought to have a no-so salvation. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Back to the Basics, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. 
Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. As we enter 2021, we are filled with hope for what is to come and gratitude for what has already passed. With our Lord by our side, this year will be filled with joy, love, happiness, and success. Let's not allow 2020 to define who we are. Let's tackle 2021 head on and get rid of the taxes today. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal to finish what God has started and put the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. I remember as a, a young schoolboy having my first, what I would call, theological crisis. Hmm. Now, at the time, I really wouldn't call it that. I was just confused. But uh, growing up uh, and receiving religious training, w- we were always instructed to, to, to pray and to talk about and with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hmm. And then one day in class, we were we were talking about the Holy Ghost and we're like, uh, we're not going to call it the Holy Ghost anymore. We're going to call it the Holy Spirit. And I was like, what, what just happened there? I mean, all who's these get, years who's getting renamed. So what's going on? I, I missed the ghost and now it's the spirit. So it makes me wonder oftentimes when you think about the Holy Spirit and the Trinity, what, what exactly it seems confusing. I think to a lot of people, there's a deep mystery involved Father Tom Soroka is with us again. Father Tom is the pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, here to talk to us about the doctrine of the Trinity. Is it necessary? Is it biblical? Tom, welcome back. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Good to hear from you, Tom. Yeah, it really is. Okay, can we start with, with the biblical part? Or it just seems like if we're getting our truth from the Bible, let's go back. I mean, we know that the word Trinity is never mentioned in the Bible. Right. And sometimes the uh, people that are against the Trinity point that out right away and they say, well, it's not it's not in the Bible. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. And it was just an esoteric doctrine that was made up by the Emperor Constantine in 325 A.D. And that's where everything sort of started to go south. 
and uh, you know nothing could be further from the truth. Um, if you want to start with the Bible, that's great. I mean, start with Genesis one one through three. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, "Let there be light." And so you have God, you have the Spirit. And you have the Word of God. God said, let there be light. And that's really where everything starts is from the first pages of the Bible where we have uh, what we and, – and here's the problem with talking about the Trinity. Um, while I certainly acknowledge that it is a mystery, sometimes people say it's a mystery because, you know, it's like they can't understand it. But I think – as much as we can understand anything uh, about God, we can certainly understand and articulate truth about the Trinity. So when we talk about God, the Father, and the Word of God, who is the eternal Word who comes to us in flesh, uh, Jesus Christ, and then we have the Spirit of God, we speak about this one God in three persons. One God, these three persons— uh, share in this one divinity, uh, and that's where the the sort of the, the difficulties start with this doctrine. So, if we think about Jesus being a man, um, mm-hmm. living as we do, obviously in, in a different time and in a whole different part of the globe, but as an actual person, um, that's kind of in one part of our head. You know, this is. This is what we talk about in the incarnation, if, if you're listening and you've never heard that term. So the incarnation is that he was God and he became a man, but he was God first. And then he lived his lifetime and then was you know, died, resurrected, now God again. So he, he never stopped being God, but there was a short period in there where he became a man. Right. And you use this term person. So let's talk about what person means, because until we define our terms, we can't really understand this doctrine. So you are a person, I'm a person, John is a person, and when we speak about human persons, we speak about individuals. But in sort of philosophical, theological language, we don't speak about individuals when we use this term person. We speak about relationships. So you know, you are who you are because you are a mom, because you are a, a, a sibling, because you are a wife. So in this sense, personhood speaks about relationship. And so you acknowledged, you said, Jesus always existed as the Word of God. And we would say, yes, he existed as the second person that is in relation to his father, he was the word. His father, and this is the term that we use in theology, and again, I know it gets confusing, but if we just keep these terms clear, his father begat, or he, he, he is begotten of his father. This is the way that he came from his father from all eternity. There was never a time when the, this word did not exist. But we acknowledge at the same time that he came from his father, and the way he came from his father is called begetting. And so we say say the same thing about the Spirit, that the Spirit of God proceeds 
from his father. And they are not brothers <laughs> in the sense of, you know, they both come from the father. And that's why we speak about their, the way they come from the father differently. The son or the, the word is begotten of the father and the spirit proceeds from the father. And yes, to answer your question, there was a point in time where this word joins to his personhood. Now here, let's, let's say this, joins to his personhood, human nature. So hmm. Jesus, the word was always a person, but he became a human individual by taking on human nature. And so right. he always now, forever and ever, from that point on, is always 100% God, 100% man. And when he goes back to his father at the time of the ascension, 40 days after his resurrection, he is now seated, metaphorically speaking, at the right hand of God as the divine human son of God. Okay, so let me go back to begotten or begat for a minute. I'm thinking of the the term from the Nicene Creed, uh, begotten, not made, right? So that's that's a distinction that the early church wanted to be sure to make. Um, Talk about why that was important, why that's still important. Well, it's it's right from the it's right from the Bible. Both of those terms come right out of the scriptures when we speak about how uh, the word comes from the Father. It, it is simply the term begotten. Begotten means born. Like we use that term in Matthew also, right? When we say, here's the lineage of Jesus, and it says this one begot this and this one begot mm-hmm. that. It talks about being born. But when we speak about the divinity of the Word of God, you can't speak about being created, right? Because divinity is not created. So you have to have some way to talk about it. So when we speak about the word, his divinity coming from his father, we say it is begotten of the father. And when we speak about the divinity of the spirit coming from the father, we say that it, it, it proceeds uh, mm, from the okay. father. And this is simply the way that we talk about the generation of the son and the spirit. However, and this is the absolute truth from a theological point of view, even the fathers themselves from the very earliest church, they say, what is the difference between begottenness and procession? They say, we don't know. <laughs> but, between, between, but, the, between, the, between Jesus and the Spirit. The, that's because right. the, the Spirit proceedeth, the, the, right? What, what, exactly. We don't know what the difference is between begetting and proceeding. All we know is begetting belongs to the Word, proceeding belongs to the Spirit. And, and this is the really important thing, John and Kathy, I, I hope everybody is still listening, and that is the, the divinity that, that the Word, that is Jesus, and the Spirit receives from the Father is the fullness of divinity, because, and here's the, the whole thing about the Trinity, we do not believe in three gods. We believe in one God, There is one divinity, right? And this one divinity, within that divinity, are three persons. Now, here's the problem. If I speak about me or you or John as a person, 
or as a being, let's say I speak about you as a being, humans are one person per being, right? Right. But God, because of the revelation of Scripture, because of the revelation of Jesus himself, for instance, at the, the time he is baptized, he gets baptized, he goes down in the water, he comes up, and you hear the voice of the Father, you see the heavens open, and you see the Spirit come down like a dove, and, and he says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. In other words, you have the revelation of the Father and the Son who comes from him and the Spirit who comes from him and rests on Jesus because Jesus is the sender of the Spirit. And so that's the kind of the initial revelation of the Holy Trinity, and it's not something, quote-unquote, new. It's not like God changed his mind. It's just that now, just like Jesus, he reveals the truth about God, and this truth about God is not just that he's the Messiah, but that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's why we actually call God Father, is because Jesus is his Son. That's an awful lot to digest, Tom, but thanks for this clarity. You're you're going at it very, very cleanly. I appreciate that. Tom Soroka is with us, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church, McKees Rocks. Okay, Tom, but I I also wonder about this. Here's another layer of confusion. People say, well, I'm I'm praying to Jesus, (laughs) but Jesus is not with us. I mean, he is resurrected. And then in his presence, the Pentecost came upon us, and the Holy Spirit came upon us. So when... So what about that confusion? Is Are we praying to Jesus? Are we praying to the Spirit? Can you clarify that? Great. It's a great, great question. We always have to remind ourselves, we pray to God, and there is only one God. And here's another very important doctrine regarding God as Trinity, and that is you never get one person without the without other, the other two. <laughs> Yeah. You, you can never, you can never, never, never say this is only the Holy Spirit, because mm-hmm. within the Holy Spirit is the Father and the Word. And remember what Jesus says. He says, I and the Father are one, and he will, he says, he will send the Spirit. So you always have, in the fullness of the divinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When you are praying to Jesus, you are praying to God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When you pray to the Holy Spirit, you're praying God. Father, Son, and Holy mm. Spirit. When you're praying God the Father, you are always praying to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can never have one without the other. And we say the, the, the Trinity is one in essence, one in substance, in it, meaning each person of the Trinity has the same substance, the same essence, the same stuff, if you will. It's not okay. stuff in the physical sense, but... They are undivided. When you, and this is what he said to Philip, he said, Philip says to him, just show us the Father and, and, you know, everything will be good. We'll believe everything you say. Just show us the Father. And he says, how long have I been with you, Philip? And you say to me, show me the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Mm. And that is, the Father is in him. And that's that whole dialogue in John about how, the Father resides in him, and he in the Father. So you can never just That's say, really who am I praying to? You're praying to God. 
That's really good. So if you're praying and you say, you know, God, the father, it's not like he's going to turn around to the other two and say, Hey, he's not talking to you. <laughs> I got this. Right. He's yeah. not talking to you guys. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That and, was, well, that, yeah. that was very, that was succinct and helpful. And you've made something that is mysterious, still very mysterious, but, no, no, but, there's some but a really here. good conversation, really there good is. conversation about it. Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. We need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit with Father Tom. We're going to talk about what it's like to worship in an Orthodox framework. I had an opportunity to worship at uh, Father Tom's church recently. We'll talk about it. It's coming up next in the Ride Home. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 936 That's 1-800-936-5496. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. March of Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org slash tomorrow. It's the year-end sale at Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $300 on top-rated mattress brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your $6.99 mattress purchase. Only during the year-end sale at Mattress Firm. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in and at radio.com.
Clouds breaking tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 32. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow with a shower in the area late in the morning. That'll be followed by periods of snow and rain in the afternoon with little or no accumulation. We'll see a high of 42. Tomorrow night, an evening rain or snow shower in spots. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. Watch for icy spots. Tomorrow night's low, 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Just a reminder that we are streaming on Facebook. You can go to wordfm.com as well. If you're ever curious about, uh, you know, the machinations of behind-the-scenes radio, you'll see us. And, uh, well, for better or worse, here we are. Also, I just want to remind you, uh, we got a really interesting uh, segment coming up during our 5 o'clock hour. You may know the name Daryl Strawberry from the New York Mets and the Yankees. Daryl Strawberry has had an, an incredible career. Of course, like a lot of people, he sabotaged himself. But he's going to join us to talk about his faith in Christ. And he's an evangelist and has been doing this for more than 17 years. Turn your season around with Daryl Strawberry. That's around 510 uh, today. We're talking right now with Father Tom Soroka, who joins us from St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. Tom, as you know, I had occasion to um, go to a worship service at your church for the very first time. You know, I've known, John and I have known you for about 11 years. You've said every single time, why don't you guys come? Why don't you guys come? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, so I finally went and I just, I have to tell you how much I loved it. You're it's, I said this to John, when I came back, I said that it's the single most beautiful church in the city. Well, thank you very much. It's just a um, spectacular space that you can worship in. I, I can't get over it. We um, we're working very hard to create an atmosphere in the church that is both very orthodox, but very welcoming. And we've, uh, we've been working little by little for about eight years now to renovate the inside of the church. We're actually beginning a project where we're going to renovate the outside of the church um, because we want people to know how much we love Christ and how much we love to worship him. That is the primary reason for our existence. We do a lot of other things. We study, we help the poor, we fellowship, but the big thing for us is worship. And, um, you know, I, I do think you get a sense when you come into an Orthodox church that is well appointed that you're in a special place. And that's Mm -hmm. really what we want people to feel. I know that you came on a very sad occasion. And uh, of course, it's not like our regular worship service and, you know, the way that we normally do things on a Sunday, but still, you know, that's meant to be a very sacred place. Right. Okay, so Tom, we talk to you fairly regularly. We also talk to uh, Frederica Matthews Green, and she herself identifies as Orthodox. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you describe that? I mean, you know, we have people who join us from all different walks of the Christian faith, Presbyterian, sure. Catholic, Baptist, whatever. But what exactly is, what is Orthodox as opposed to other faith traditions? So they're a good question, because uh, sometimes... You know, it's amazing, especially people that live in Pittsburgh, when they see uh, the churches with these unique domes and unique crosses, and, you know, they're not sure exactly what's going on inside. And and what I would say is um, orthodoxy is the ancient expression uh, in contemporary terms of the apostolic faith. Um, And we have to understand a little bit about history, and the the short story is that the Orthodox Church has maintained 
a continuous, unbroken connection with that Church of the Apostles. So when you're reading about, um, for instance, we read in Acts that says, um, you know, Christians were, were, were first called Christians in Antioch. Well, if you go to the street called Straight, where Paul was in Antioch, you will see an Orthodox church there. And it's because we've been there for 2,000 years, and that's not an exaggeration. That's not to say that we, you know, just picked up the Bible and decided right. it should be this way. In other words, this has always been this way. Certainly it has evolved over the years, uh, over the centuries, because just like a child changes into an adult, it's still the same person, but maybe looks a little different. So for us, um, the way that we worship uh, has to be both very biblical, but it has to also be expressing the, the mind of the church. And so you'll find Orthodox worship to be very doctrinally centered. Um, it is continually, as you saw, Kathy, it's continually singing. There's really no speaking uh, during the service at all other than the sermon. Uh, it's all singing, and that's because what we are trying to do is live uh, and worship in the power of the Holy Spirit um, as a foretaste of the kingdom of heaven. And this is the promise that, that God gives us uh, about the Holy Spirit. St. Paul makes it very, very clear. And so, you know, if we really believe that, if we really believe that we've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, the company of angels, the assembly of the firstborn, you know, if we believe all of that, then our worship has to reflect that. It can't just be didactic. It has mm -hmm. to be really something where we're surrounded by uh, a great cloud of witnesses, and that's that's the important thing about worship for us. Tom, uh, every church tradition and every individual church, if it's non-denominational, has to make a determination of how they treat the scriptures in their service. So it has to do with, again, what their um, what their theology is, what their tradition is, and what their practice is. Um, and uh, your church... Uh, the amount of scripture that was sung was really shocking to me. I mean, I can't tell you how much I loved it. I don't know how many, you know, Old Testament, New Testament. I don't know how many Psalms we heard. I mean, it was really, I don't think I've ever been to a church service and I've been to a, a bunch of different uh, denominations. I don't think I've ever heard more scripture in a service. It, uh, it warms my heart for you to acknowledge that because uh, people don't really understand, and I would say also our own like Orthodox people that that have grown up in the faith, they have a very poor appreciation of the Bible because they don't pick it up and read it. They hear it in church all the time, mm -hmm. but they don't make that connection. Whereas somebody in your shoes, um, or somebody that comes from a, a, maybe a Protestant denomination where they're constantly reading the scriptures. They are shocked, just like you, to hear that virtually every hymn, everything that we say is scriptural in one sense or another. Um, and so when St. Paul says something like, you know, where we're singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, the psalms are the prayer book of the church for us. Mm -hmm. And you heard um, we went through selected verses of Psalm 119, how we love the law of God, you know, 
And it just it actually, in, in some churches, they do the whole psalm, and that's, of course, the longest chapter in the Bible. And um, this is, we take that very seriously. We take it to the point where we take the, the book of the Gospels and we enthrone it on the altar and uh, carry it around and process it and venerate it. And of course, the most important thing is to read it and proclaim it. Um, and, and we would also say that our iconography, the, the pictures that we have on the wall, are kind of scripture in paint. You know, they, mm-hmm. are, they are the gospel uh, in images. And so for us, uh, we, want to, we want to ensure everyone that we take this very, very seriously. And uh, the scriptures for us are the, the apex of the expression of the revelation of God. There is no greater revelation given to us in Christ than the scriptures. It is at the very apex of our faith, and so we must always, uh, in this sense, be very, very scriptural in our worship and in our doctrine. That's Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, a spectacular building, an even better church family, and a wonderful, absolutely wonderful worship experience. Father Tom, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Tom. Guys, love you uh, very, very much, and uh, pray for us. And anybody that wants to come to see us, go to orthodoxpittsburgh.org and learn more about us. We'd love to meet you. Orthodoxpittsburgh.org. More information. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New music. New music from Crowder. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. Less Like Me by Zach Williams. A little more like Jesus. Oh, less like me. And Danny Gokey with New Day. This is a new the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800 800-965- 1433 Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, 
click on the radio listener square, use promo code word, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code word, you'll get yours soon. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. this on the newswires today the dollar general workers who get the coronavirus vaccine will be rewarded with four hours of pay the what? company said they're getting really so they get a they get a kick up yep making it one of the first major retailers to incentivize inoculations for its workforce dollar general wow. employs 157,000 employees across the nation and uh here's the here's the thing you don't even have to show proof of inoculation you just say, I'm going to go get it, and they're going to go, we'll, we'll work around your schedule and give you four hours of that. Isn't that cool? Wow. And they're also saying we're going to provide child care as well. So uh, kudos to Dollar General. Listen to this. Um, the pandemic has, of course, set off this wave of bankruptcies, but a November report from a Public Citizen found that the nation's top 15 retailers, including Amazon, Walmart, Dollar General, collectively amassed an additional billion in profits in fiscal 2020 compared with 2019. Really? So they made considerably more in 2020 than 19. They did, yep. The dollars, what? So the 15 top retailers, who does that include other than Amazon, Walmart? CVS, right? Okay. Right. Uh, In the same period, Dollar General said it made $38 million in pandemic-related investments, including bonuses and health and safety measures. So, I mean, a lot of these companies got pandemic money. Mm -hmm. Some of them distributed across the board to their employees. Some of them took it and went back into the stock market with that cash. So anyway, good news for Dollar General with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great news. And also another pandemic thing that that caught my eye. Remember in the early days of the pandemic where I I remember driving, you know, coming into the studio in that rare time. There was nobody, nobody, nobody around. Right. And then, you know, this happened to me more than several times. You're driving 60, 65, whatever, and someone flies by you, clearly going like 100 miles an hour. Sure. Boom. Well, listen. Uh, Which is easy to do because there's nobody on the road. Yeah. Traffic deaths have spiked uh, 13.1%. Oh, that's really? Last year, over 2019. Really? But 50%. so few. I mean, there's got to be so many fewer people on the road. That's right. Yeah. A lot less people on the road, but because of greater speeds. A lot more accidents. And of course, the higher the speed, the lot more fatalities as well. Well, that's sad. sad, Gosh, I mean, that if you think about how many, how many fewer people are driving, that's a very high percentage increase. Well, but the ones that are out there are having themselves a party until they're not. Right. Until they're not having a party. Hey, coming up in the five o'clock hour, um, 
Major League Baseball star Daryl Strawberry, one of the great figures of Major League Baseball in the 80s and 90s. He only won the World Series four times. Four times. Just four times. National League Rookie of the Year. It's no big deal. I mean, he's Daryl Strawberry. I'm excited to talk to him. He's one of my great baseball memories around the New York Mets in 1986. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just fabulous. It was great to be in New really? York City. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I remember him more when he was with the Yankees in the end of the 90s. With that great team. And I know you're saying, I can't believe she's a pirate fan and she's saying she liked the Yankees. I just, I, yeah. I, I like that team. If you like baseball, I you like, like baseball. that collection of guys. That was right. a good team. You know, and in Pittsburgh, you know, our, our drought has been so long that, you know, you, you got to choose other teams sometime just to grab onto some, some fun, right? Yeah. No grab kidding. onto some fun. And, yeah. Uh, speaking of sports, you guys watched the uh, Pens last night? No. Oh. I followed along on my phone and saw that they lost 6 3. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched, uh, yeah, I watched it until uh, it was like four, three and I was, you know, Oh, good. You know, this is a good game. And then I stepped away. I literally walked away into the kitchen. I grabbed something. I bet you I was gone five minutes. I came back. It was six, four. I was, what the heck? What happened there? So yeah. Mike, did you watch? Absolutely. And I loved every second of it, even though we lost, uh, it was, yeah, yeah. It, it hockey's back. Deeks are back, back, slap shots are back, hits are back. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wait, wait. So fans what, aren't it? back. The fans aren't back. Fans was it six three or six four? I think the final was six four. I think so too. I think it was okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, I was very sad to see that they lost, but I didn't watch. No, I, I, I the the Steeler thing still stings. Yeah, I'm having a hard that. time, like like re-entering sports. That's okay. That's understandable. Everybody has their own sort of entry point or not. You might stay away all. You don't want to stay away all season, though. We lost. No, I watched the I watched the playoffs this weekend. We did lose six to three, Kath. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, we did six three. But that's okay because yeah. we're uh, round two against the Flyers is tomorrow at seven o'clock. They hated Flyers. They hated Flyers. Are they in Pittsburgh? You wonder. They're they're back in uh, Philadelphia because hmm. they might be it might be the Turnpike series, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's still hockey, right? They're okay, let Philly. us take a quick break. They're in, They're in Philly. Philly. All right. Take a break, come back. We got Be more ahead. It's okay. our four o'clock hour here, the ride home. Stick around. We got much more ahead. Be right back. My dad and I's Faith Focused Mortgage Team has been telling our story to the best Christian radio audiences across the country for a while now. We've gotten to take care of thousands of families, and these are some messages some of those families were nice enough to leave with their radio station. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Ryan a call just to see if it makes sense. Interest rates had fallen so drastically that we were able to save hundreds of additional dollars off of our mortgage. So it's been such a blessing to our family in this time of when the pandemic has hit us hard. And it just was a reminder that God can work in little ways, even like a refi. (laughs) They make it so simple and easy. It's just always such a joy to talk to them. You can tell that they just love what they do and that they're just excited. They have the same values as us. We knew we could trust them. It was just a great experience all around. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. The Bible clearly teaches us, not only in Genesis, that Adam and Eve were real people and that they were the father and mother of the human race. They are our first parents. If this is true, then the theory of evolution flies in the face of Scripture as well. 
Evolution teaches that man, together with the entire universe, evolved over millions of years. Man himself slowly over these years developed from a lower form of life through the various stages of man until he has reached the stage where he is today. But if that is true, Adam and Eve were not created by God as the first human beings, as the Bible teaches. The myth of evolution in light of Scripture, therefore, cannot be true. For more information on this subject and others, contact us at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. You know, we talk a lot about prayer, right, uh, here on the show. And it's, it's a good and necessary thing to do that. And, of course, um, talking about prayer, <laughs> won't surprise you, is totally different than actually praying. And I, I think we miss opportunities from time to time because we, you know, we do have 50,000 watts and we know that, you know, at any point there are thousands and thousands of people who are listening. And, and, and I wonder, you know, about that and, and your prayer life, of course, my prayer life, and especially, you know, in the ebb and flow of what it is to be alive here in this particular moment in the world, you know, this time that the Lord has given us, we, we would not be closer to the Lord by not praying effectively or not at least giving it a good try to pray. I mean, for any number of reasons, people stay away from prayer because they're afraid they don't feel worthy. They're guilty. They're whatever you you don't fill in the blank. Well, what do you say? Um, Let's take a moment and pray together here. Okay. 50,000 Watts and thousands of us gathered here right now. Let's come before the Lord. And so father God, we come before you. And we praise you for who you are, for your majesty, for your beauty, for your power, and for your might, for your graciousness, Lord. And that our knowledge is that first and foremost, we fear you because you are God and we are not. And within that power and in that might and in that wisdom, we humbly submit ourselves in our sinfulness and our wretchedness of your creation. But we also know that within that creation, your grace abounds and your love is steadfast for us and you call us to that. And so we thank you for that, Lord, for your power and for your might and for your beauty. Help us, Lord, individually here right now, this second, help us individually in our fallenness, in our fear, and also help us collectively as a nation as we search and grieve and cry out for who we are as your people. 
Help us, Lord. All of us gathered here at this moment, the old, the young, the infirm, the healthy, the addict, the lost, all of us, Lord, the single moms struggling to pay the bills, the people who have been unemployed for these many months. For all those people, Lord, give us your grace, your strength, your peace, your wisdom, because, Lord, we need you. So help us in our daily struggles, minute by minute, oftentimes just making it to that next second. Help us, Lord, in our fallenness and give us your peace and grace and allow us to become agents of peace to, as we know who you are, pass that along to be your agent, Lord, to allow your word to flourish here first in our own hearts, in our own families, and then in the communities, the city, the nation as it is. We all say this in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he will not be calling the Senate back into session ahead of schedule to accommodate a Democrat effort to remove President Trump from office before President-elect Joe Biden is sworn in. The U.N. Atomic Watchdog Agency says Iran has informed it that the country has begun installing equipment for the production of uranium metal, which would be another violation of the landmark nuclear deal with world powers. Two former Michigan health officials charged with involuntary manslaughter and the deaths of nine people who got Legionnaire's disease following the Flint water crisis. A late slide in several big tech stocks left major indexes lower on Wall Street today. The Dow dropped 69 points, the Nasdaq was off 16, and the S&P 500 fell 14 points. This is SRN News. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills. So they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. I worry about lots of things. My finances, my grandkids. If you're 65 or older, you have enough things to worry about. Pneumococcal pneumonia shouldn't be one of them. Even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for this potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. 
Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 13. I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. They were just as eager or more eager than we were. I think that goes back to considering them part of our family. I think they feel a part of our family and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Help at Home, formerly XL Home Care, can provide a warm, family-like environment with a Help at Home caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call Help at Home, 412-212-8950, Clouds breaking tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 32. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow with a shower in the area late in the morning. That'll be followed by periods of snow and rain in the afternoon with little or no accumulation. We'll see a high of 42. Tomorrow night, an evening rain or snow shower in spots. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. Watch for icy spots. Tomorrow night's low, 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. We're excited. Uh, in a few minutes, uh, Daryl Strawberry, uh, he of the uh, New York Mets and the Yankees, is going to join us to talk about his story, his journey, what happened in his life and uh, his life in Christ as he's an evangelist. Daryl Strawberry, turn your season around in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, listen, we live in this incredible age of discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, we're quick to um, roll our eyes uh, and look at the Internet and, uh, you know, the the foibles that it presents to us in our daily lives. But there's many wonderful things uh, in this technological age that are being discovered because of, of course, technology. And I saw this piece today at uh, Smithsonian Magazine that there is um, there was a a nun who was a self-taught painter. And around the year 1568... Uh, she ran an all-woman's artist convent, and it was uh, this workshop for for women, ho- for holy women who lived in prayer under very aesthetic conditions. And this workshop was essentially to teach women the art of painting, because you know, I'm sure you know this to be true that most women were not allowed to paint. Right. If they did, they were denied the. The, the look at the human body that men were given privy to. And of course, you know, you had to study the body to, to understand the movements and the subtlety of it. So paint it uh, properly. Well, this nun, uh, her name is Pauletta Nelly. 
uh, she ran this convent for many a year. Now, her crowning achievement is a 21-foot by six-and-a-half-foot canvas, which, according to Smithsonian, is remarkable for its challenging composition. It's a depth treatment of anatomy of The Last Supper. Now, this apparently this remarkable piece hung in the monastery for a number of years, but then it was taken down and put in storage. Well, now... Now, it was taken down and put in storage because she was a woman. Right. Right? If it was painted by a man, it wouldn't have been taken down and put in storage, most likely. It would have found its way to you know, right. a larger venue, whether it's, it would be a cathedral or perhaps a museum. But this was taken down, put away, and essentially, you know, in quotes, forgotten. Well, decades ago, it was rediscovered. Slowly, painstakingly, it has reappeared and now is in this church's museum. The monastery and church where the uh, original painting was produced, now back in a museum, which is adjacent to the church. So you can see this, of course, when the pandemic lifts lifts, and uh, you want to go to Florence, Italy. I'd like to go to Florence. Are you taking orders? Are you setting up a little trip, like the ride home in Italy? The bus trip to Florence, Italy. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, You can go and see, for the first time, after 450 years in hiding, The Last Supper painted by Pauletta Nelli, the self-taught Italian painter. Well, so I've watched several videos about this because Mm -hmm. I found this story to be really fascinating. And... I'll post a I'll post a video and then the Smithsonian story on our Facebook page because you can't quite get in your head the enormous nature of this scale work six until and a half you feet. until you see it. I mean, it's huge. It's just huge. The other thing that's shocking about it is that she was self-taught. She had no. She just did this. Right. This is talent refined by right. talent. It's not like it's not like she had a mentor or right. she, you know, studied under that person or was an apprentice with that. She didn't have anybody. Mm. Um, but the thing that I love personally, the color of it is so rich. The vibrancy. Oh my gosh. It is it is just I I love this work. Love this work. Yeah. Well. Someday, perhaps someday oh. soon, you'll get to go see it in person. <laughs> if you take me, I'll yeah, say yes. Very, very happy to. All right. Um, uh, Daryl Strawberry is going to call us. And uh, I'm always a little, you know, you're waiting. It's like waiting for a phone call. Remember the days you used to wait for a phone call? You ever do that? Well, yeah, waiting especially for... when you were waiting for a guy to call you. That was a really big deal. Waiting as a girl. for the phone to ring. And then yeah. the question was, is it inappropriate for the girl to call the guy. Now I know you're thinking, how ancient are you? But listen, there's still that question Is because there? there's like a, there's like a, you know, a stigma. Yeah. Or a difference in, you know, some people believe strongly in gender oh. roles. And like, so it's not appropriate for a girl to call a guy and you have yeah. to wait and the guy has to make the first move and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Listen, I spent a lot of time waiting for a phone waiting call. for the phone to ring. Well, yes. as an actor, I spent a lot of time waiting. Oh for the my phone gosh. I bet you did. Right. Yeah. I remember, you know, I remember uh, one of the uh, most important phone calls, uh, I, and I remember exactly where I was. Uh, I would be out and about, and this was, you know, pre-internet days, and so every actor had their service. You called your service, which was, you know, just, you know, an answering service. And I remember, I would call my service all the time. Hey, did I get any message? Did I get any messages? And then you get a message, and boom, you were like golden, good to go. And then you were yeah. so relieved, right? You, you went from instant despair, right, to instant joy and 
Exactly. Right. Okay, let's take a break. Come back. Uh, uh, Daryl Strawberry will join us in just a few minutes. Turn your season around, how God transforms your life. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy here on Word FM. Every couple has a great story. How you met, how you married, how you made it through. We want to hear yours. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. Just go to wordfm.com and click the wedding stories banner to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own. John and Kathy will share the best on air from 4 to 6 p.m. You can win dinner on us, an overnight stay, or the grand prize will reveal very soon. Wedding stories presented by Word FM and Trinity Jewelers. Enter now at wordfm.com slash contests. 101.5 WORD. This week on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg teaches us about spiritual blindness. We'll meet people who recognized their need for sight. We'll also meet religious leaders who thought they had everything all figured out. Learn from these stories all this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. And now you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. And kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code word, or you can call one 800 391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains, but never stock market losses? Join Mike Battellini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. here on WORD. You can also call Mike Battellini now for your complimentary customized retirement and income kit and 115-page retirement and income book at 844-449-SAFE. That's 844-449-722. Well, if you're a baseball fan, no doubt you know the name Daryl Strawberry. For many years, 17 seasons, Daryl Strawberry terrorized Major League Baseball. And of course, being a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, he came to Pittsburgh and terrorized the Pirates. Daryl Strawberry is with us right now. He's got a brand new workout called Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. Daryl, welcome to the show. All right. Thanks for having me, John. 
Yeah. Hey, our pleasure, Daryl. Now, look, now, my baseball lineage uh, goes back to Roberto Clemente. I mean, uh, he was my childhood hero. Then, of course, as a Pirate fan, I moved on to Willie Stargell, then Dave Parker. And uh, you um, became my baseball hero. I moved to New York City in 1981. And you arrived in New York City in 1983, this fabulous season where you were the rookie of the year. I mean, I, I fell in love with you. And, of course, one of the great uh, memories of my baseball life was 1986, uh, Red Sox versus the Mets. I remember it very clearly, one of the great thrills. But So uh, you've been a hero of mine, a baseball hero of mine. And so I'm excited to talk to you about turning your season around. So, Daryl, um, for people who don't know, I mean, you know, you were one of these guys, uh, I guess you could call yourself a phenom, that you were, you know, selected early on in the baseball draft. You didn't spend a whole heck of a lot of time in the minor leagues, and you exploded on the, on the New York baseball scene. You essentially had it all, didn't you? Well, I had it all from a standpoint of, of material stuff and, you know, fame and fortune, ability to play baseball. Uh, but on the inside, I was completely broken and empty on the inside. Uh, my father was a raging alcoholic, and he used to beat the crap out of me and my brother and came home for the last time when I was 14, put out a shotgun, said he was going to kill the whole family. Had it not been for my mother that night, we would have killed him. So there could have been a tragedy in my life before I ever put the uniform on. And I always tell people my pain led me to my greatness, but my greatness would eventually lead me to my destructive behavior. Because if you're not well on the inside, it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. People see you from the outside, and they and, and they assume that you have it all together. And, and that's the problem with being uh, in, in the spotlight so much. They assume everyone has it all together, you know, because they have this notoriety and everything is going well and looks like it's going well. But, you know, it, it's just like it reminds me, my life reminds me of King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes when he said it's meaningless without God under the sun, you know, having everything. And I built all this and I had all this and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm over here and I have this sorrowful place about who am I and what am I and why was I created, not just to play baseball and have a talent, but as a person, why are we created? Yeah. Okay, so in turn your season around, Daryl, I love it because, you know, each chapter is kind of like an inning in a ball game, nine different chapters. And early on in chapter one, I believe, you, you know, you say, I had everything and I had nothing. Now, can you talk about that, and especially within that baseball fraternity? Because, you know, early on in your career, you were surrounded in the New York Mets by some a couple of really good guys, Mookie Wilson, Gary Carter. These guys were believers. You saw what they had, but at the same time, you know, like everybody, you follow your own path of self-destruction until finally, you know, you've had enough. Yeah, I saw what they had, and, um, you know, I was young, and I admired what they had. I, You know, I was wishing, you know, I could be, be that, but – at the time, you know, I was so young and they were like giving me everything and saying you could be all this and you could be all that. And, and they don't really tell you that at the end of the day, you know, you may be destroyed because you're playing at this high level of a sinful life, you know. And, and you know, had it not been for my mother, you know, praying for me, praying when she was dying at the age of 55, she had terminal breast cancer. And when she passed away, I thought my sister found a journal under her bed and she was praying to God, God, please knock him off of his throne. Please save mm -hmm. him. Bring salvation to his life. I don't care about his fame and fortune. You know, just do whatever you have to do. And she kept telling me that, that God's going to get it out of you and you're going to be on God's team one day. And I couldn't see all that when I was at the height of my career because I was 
such a heathen, a womanizer, alcoholic, drug addict, sinner. I was so busy, you know, in my sinful lifestyle that I couldn't see God. And, you know, and then God brings my wife, Tracy, into my life. And, you know, she was a big part of my turnaround, too. I, you know, over 18 years ago, when all this transformation started to take place, there I was down in South Florida in the midst of my addiction, shooting dope and smoking crack. And she banging on doors and pulling me out of dope houses and talking about God's got a plan for you. I said, well, why don't you and that God just leave me here and let me die? And she said, you're just not that lucky. And I wasn't, you know, God used. <laughs> That's a good oh, woman. We're talking to Daryl Strawberry, one of the greatest Major League Baseball players of the 1980s and 90s. He played 17 seasons in Major League Baseball and was an eight-time All-Star and just four-time World Series winner. Um, Daryl, talk about what it's like to be a kid and get all that money. You know, the average American can't imagine that. You know, we look at the baseball cards and we watch TV and we think, boy, that would be the answer to all of our dreams. Um, what was it like for you? Well, it's not fun, you know, because trouble comes, you know, with that. And I, and I think a lot of people look at it and say, oh, well, I would just really enjoy that kind of lifestyle. But what happens when you get that kind of lifestyle and you're young, uh, nobody ever tells you no. You know, everybody always tells you, yes, you can do whatever you want because of who you are and the fame and the fortune that you have. And they misguide you and mislead you down all these wrong roads because you have a lot of people around, too, that are in it for themselves because the money is there. And you have agents and you have everybody playing a big part. But who who, who knows who really is your friend who really cares for you who really loves you so at the end of the day i got a chance to be able to see that you know when the trouble of my life mm -hmm. fell apart uh, i got a chance to see nobody was there everybody was running and scattering you know trying to cover for their own self you know when it was coming to the end but when i was in the midst of it at the height of my career was i loved by people no maybe, maybe a little bit you know but was i truly loved by people I don't think so at the end of the day, because I could tell you guys right now, none of them are in my life at this point. And now wow. when I became who I became today, none of those people. Uh, yeah. So no. then talk about that. Right. So th they knew you, you know, as Daryl, you know, hard partier, you know, out there having a good time. All of a sudden, you know, you talk about this to turn your season around when you accepted Christ. And this is way back in 1991. Uh, you were at a revival. Tell that story and, and pick it up from that. Yeah, 1991, I signed the biggest contract of my life. I was a free agent, signed over a $20 million contract to play back at home with the Dodgers. And, of course, I should have been, like, the happiest person around. And, you know, I went to this uh, crusade, um, Morcerillo, a revival crusade in Anaheim, California. I'll never forget it. And it was a four-night crusade. And I went there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And all I did was hear him preach about Jesus. And, and Thursday night, I cried. Saturday night, I sat up there, and I was just crying. Uh, Friday night, I'm, I mean, too, I was crying. This Sunday, I cried again. And he said, on Sunday, if anybody wants to come down and, and have be prayed over, uh, you can come down. It's, it's, it's up to you, you know, if God moves on you. And so I come down a Sunday, and he lays hands on me, and the power of God comes over me, and, you know, my belly flows like a river, and the guy picks me up, and he says, son, I don't know who you are, but God has called you. And he said, you are about to go through some hell. And I was like, oh, my God, he's this guy, whoever he is, he sounds just like my mother, because my mother told me the same thing. I was going to go through hell. And what happened after the conversion, like most of us do, we come down, 
but there was no discipleship. And, you know, the Bible talks about it. My people mm-hmm. perish because of lack of knowledge. There's no discipleship there. So I didn't get discipled. So I run into the wall at Dodger Stadium and dislocate my shoulder. And there there it was. Immediately I go back to the same lifestyle. I go back to drinking, women, partying, and everything. And my life went to hell for like the next 13, 14, 15 years. It was just terrible. Daryl Strawberry is with us, his new book, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. Daryl, just as a sidebar, you know, before you joined us on the air, Kath and I were just talking about you. And clearly, in my mind's eye, when I think about you, I mean, it's such a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah. you know, this tall, lithe guy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, you know, Clemente was my boyhood hero. But, you know, your rocket of an arm and that power and that speed, all those things together – I mean, as much as I hated the Met, wanted to hate the Mets, I sure loved watching them. And, and you know, and you were part of that, you know. And I just, I just need to say that as an aside, as a fan. But you know, as I'm reading your book, I mean, this story that you tell, it, it makes me cry to think about it. Is and you alluded to it early on about your dad and the shotgun and the reconciliation. Please tell that story to our audience. Yeah, it was a, a final night of him coming home and. You know, one of those drunken nights and loud and, you know, talking loud and crazy to my mother. And, and we woke up, the boys, and and my older brother, Mike, just told him, Mom, he just get out of here and leave us alone. He pulled out a shotgun and talked about he was going to kill the whole family. And, and Ronnie ran into the kitchen, grabbed a butcher knife, and I ran right behind him and grabbed a frying pan. And we told him, nobody's dying in here tonight but you. And my mother just screamed at us, like, get out the house, leave the house now. And, you know, I was 14, 15. You know, 17, you know, Mike was about 17, and we were all in that same young area of our life. And, you know, had it not been for my mother, it would have been a tragedy in, that night because we, we had had it with my father. And and then, you know, I go on to get my life together and my career and play all those years in Major League Baseball, and I kept him out of my life, and I hated him. And I was really angry inside. And, and there it was, you know, the Lord had changed my life. And there I was in California about to do a men's um, men's conference that morning, Saturday morning. He spoke to me on a Friday night about going to see my father down in the hospital because my brother had told me he was in the hospital, not doing well. The Lord spoke to me that night and Friday. He said, go down there and see him on Sunday. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And then I called my wife and said, pray for me because God want me to go down there and, and repent to my father. See, he told me to go down there and ask my father for forgiveness for me keeping him out of my life and, and not letting him be a part of my life and not saying anything about what he had did to me. So I do exactly what God tells me to do. And I go there and I get there, I see my father, I say, how you doing? And he was like, I'm doing okay. I said, good to see you. And I said, you know, the Lord has changed my life. My life has been different. I need to ask you to forgive me for me keeping you out of my life and my career. Will you forgive me? And he shook his head and said, yes. And then a tear came out of his eye and I just lost it. I just lost it. I just laid in his lap and I just cried. I just lost it in a puddle of crying saying, I'm so sorry. And, um, and the Lord said, listen to me. So he raised up and I raised up and I said, uh, my life has changed and I'm following the Lord. Would you like the Lord to be savior of your life? And he shook his head and said, yes. And I said, will you repeat after me to send a prayer? And he did. And he repeated after me and said, to send a prayer. The man that rejected me, beat me and left us for dead there was God was using me to lead him to him. And he goes on to pass away a couple months later. And then, you know, after I was, after I left the hospital, the Lord told me first, first thing you need to know, it's never about you. Second thing you need to know, the forgiveness was not for your father. It was for me. And, 
And I was immediately released from that burden that I had all those years and heartaches because the forgiveness was for me. I could never get free because I would not forgive him. I don't care. Even when I was started in the ministry, I still had that heaviness. And I felt such a relief when God released me that day. And it was forever. I was done. I never had to feel that way again. And there it was. I Leading my father to the Lord and leading my whole family to the Lord was just an incredible time for my life. But leading my father was the miracle that set me free forever. That's a beautiful story, Daryl. Thank you for that, man. That's so well told. Daryl Strawberry, turn your season around, how God transforms your life. Okay, so then your dad on one side, and then you also made an allusion to this as well, about your mom and her prayer life and her journal, which you knew nothing of. Please tell us about that. No, I had no idea about the journal. My sister found it after she passed away. She passed away uh, at the age of 55, a little over 20 years ago like right in front of us. And it was the hardest thing for me to be going through because I'm sitting there looking at my mom in the eyes and, and she's looking around at all of us on her day of getting ready to go home to be with the Lord. And I was like, I was just like so broken because I was living such a wrong life. You know, I was living such a heathen life. And here there's this beautiful woman here raised five of us by herself and she taught us right. And she taught us how to be right with people and stuff like that. And I looked in her eyes and said, Mom, it's okay. You can let go. And she looked around one more time, and she looked back at me. I said, it's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And she let go. And I just knew from there that was it. my heart was broken. I stayed in bed for two weeks. I didn't get out of bed. And my life was a mess. And there it was. You know, my sister finds this journal underneath her bed, and, and she gives it to me, and she shows it to me. And there she is praying for all of us. And she prayed, like, God, knock him off of his throne. Save him. Bring salvation to him get the drugs out of his life, get the women out of his life, do whatever you have to do. And I just remember before my mother died, one night I prayed for her, and, and she goes, "Hun, you could pray. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, God just spoke to me. And she said, God told me that you're going to go through it. She said, you're really going to go through it, but he's going to get it out of you. And I was just like, Mom, are you kidding? You know, I said, let me go ahead and have a drink. And that's when I was in the midst of drinking. And she said, you can go ahead. You keep running, but he's going to get it out of you. And you're going to see. And, man, did I ever see or she ever telling the truth. I, I'm so grateful for that wonderful woman, you know, to raise five of us the right way. And, you know, even in the midst of us being broken and having all the scars and wounds we had, she loved us. She raised five kids, and I, I could I, I could truly say that I'm forever grateful for her prayers over my life. Fabulous. Say your name out loud. What's her name? Her name is Ruby Strawberry. Mm. Ruby, Ruby Strawberry. Well, that's fabulous. So, Daryl, um, again, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm loving the book, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. And, you know, um, one of the things about you as a ball player, and I'm, I know you've talked about this, and, you know, this was, you know, a tag early on that uh, there was always this thing about, you know, you with this this incredible gift that you were given. But at the same time, you know, as you talk about, you know, your addictions and running around and all the wildness, you know, that potential was never fulfilled, right? I mean, despite all those wonderful things, you know, there was this potential thing. But something happened, you write about this um, in that incredible year of 1986 when you guys won the World Series with two outs to go, uh, one out to go, and uh, nobody on base with the Red Sox. But earlier uh, in the National League Championship Series, you were with the Houston Astros, 
and uh, you're facing Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan, one of the greatest pitchers in Major League Baseball history. Something happened there between Nolan Ryan and you, and, and I'd like to I'd like to tell you our audience that story. Can you go into that? Yeah, I mean it was a battle. You know, Nolan Ryan was he's one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and and your heart beat when you face a guy like that because he throws extremely hard and, and he's not easy to deal with. Uh, his personality. As he walks around the mound, he just lets you know, get in the box. Don't be digging in and don't be getting too comfortable in the box because he might throw one right under your chin. And, of course, that battle between me and him in that playoff game, he was throwing a great game. He was winning one and nothing. And I ended up getting a fastball down and in, and I hit it down the right field line to stay fair, tied that ball game up, and we go on to win that ball game. And the reporter – uh, came over to me. He said, I was over there talking to Nolan. And he said, I said, okay. And he said, you know what Nolan said? I said, no, would you like to know? I said, yeah. He said, he said, Nolan, how did he, uh, how did he get a chance to uh, beat you on that pitch? And Nolan told the reporter, he said, well, his talent beat my talent at that moment. That was pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be one of the high points of your career. I mean, that, that, so, was, that was one of that was one of the high points to be able to hear yeah. from Nolan Ryan. You know, a lot of yeah. other guys couldn't say that because I used to just beat the brakes off of them. But Nolan Ryan was a different type of guy. <laughs> I bet, yeah. <laughs> so, Daryl, here, here you are. I mean, you know, you've been clean and sober now for a number of years. Uh, you got a ministry, and like you said, you know, early on, uh, those guys from your past. You don't have any contact with them. Uh, they, they probably were l- looking at you like, oh, "What's Daryl up to now? Is this legit?" But but this is legit, and, and by all accounts, you do call yourself an evangelist, and so you're out there daily talking about the Lord and bringing people in. Yeah, there's nothing greater than the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I, God let me see the platform of playing Major League Baseball and achieving all these great things, and I'm grateful for the fall because had I not had the fall, you know, it could have been just like Saul had to be knocked down and stopped by God himself. Uh I probably would have made another $80 million playing baseball. I probably wouldn't have never met Jesus. And, you know, and I remember when I started on this journey 18 years ago, yeah, a lot of my old teammates and people that I played with, you know, were like saying, yeah, well, let's see how this lasts. Especially a lot of guys I played with on the match. They were thinking, yeah, he's really going to be following God. Okay, it won't last long. But it's been 18 years I've been doing this. I've been in ministry. Me and my wife uh, have been very blessed to have uh, a ministry that God had created inside of us. And, you know, the the gospel is about Jesus Christ. It's really not about us. We're just vessels being used because we've been transformed. And I think people need to understand that God likes to take a mess and bring it into a, such a great message. You know, it's his masterpiece of what he does when he transforms a life. He puts his spirit down inside of you, and it dwells inside of you, and it's supernatural. It's not a natural thing, and you see from a different perspective. You see clearly once you saturate yourself in the Word and allow him to bring the blueprint of the Bible and make it your revelation, and it shows you why God is so good, that he shows you why he touches so many people's lives and He's doing the same thing he's done for forever. He he takes the the ones that are at least qualified, and he qualifies them. And that's what he did for me when he called me 12 years ago to preach. I said, you got the wrong guy. He said, no. He said, you're going to preach. I said, I don't want to preach. He says, but you're going to preach. I says, I'm not qualified. He said, no one is qualified. I qualify the call. He said, the Holy Spirit is going to send up on you 
saturate yourself with him. He's going to teach you the Bible supernaturally. I have not looked back from that day when I looked out that window in Manhattan in my apartment, and he told me, close my restaurant business because you're going to preach the gospel and you're going to be preaching in arenas. I had preached in arenas before, but he said, you will be. And everything that he told me came to pass. I was preaching in arenas. I was preaching in stadiums. I was preaching in places that I thought I could never imagine being. It's because I finally finally decided to say, yes, God, I will do it. Hey, Daryl, thanks an awful lot, man. I really appreciate your stories and uh, your life. God is good, and he's certainly with you. So that's a good word to hear that story. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You guys have a blessed day. You as well. Daryl Strawberry, turn your season around, how God transforms your life. Take a break. Come back. We got more ahead. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk right here on Word FM. Election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire radical George Soros and the scheme to remake America online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code Pittsburgh. That's SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the my pillow products at mypillow.com but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954 promo code word you'll get yours soon i think it's just vapor vaping is safer than smoking isn't it there's really not even that much nicotine in them right one vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. 
Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clouds breaking tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 32. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow with a shower in the area late in the morning. That'll be followed by periods of snow and rain in the afternoon with little or no accumulation. We'll see a high of 42. Tomorrow night, an evening rain or snow shower in spots. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies. Watch for icy spots. Tomorrow night's low, 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? John, the cloth handkerchief. Of course, we're living in a pandemic, which adds a certain level of seriousness to the question I ask. But, you know, we've got, you know, we got this. We got the box box of tissues. And it's hygienic. And, uh... It does create a lot of garbage, but in a time like now, we're glad we have it. But hold on, I'm gonna go grab one. Hold on. Does this make sense? The physical proof is that a. This is an actual handkerchief. Is there a little embroidery on that? Yep, this was my father's. It's Mm -hmm. embroidered with his signature, or with not his signature, with his initial. That'd be pretty fancy to have it embroidered with a signature. Holy heck, your dad, he had a mate. (laughs) No, just his initial. Anyway, so I keep this here because I grew up with a dad who had a handkerchief in his pocket every darn day of his life. Okay, so that's a bygone era, right? Because there was Mm -hmm. a time when well-groomed men and women always had a handkerchief with him. Now, funny you brought this up because I was reading yesterday about, you know, things to teach your son. And it was like this archaic thing that a well-groomed man should have two handkerchiefs on him. One in his... one. uh, in a breast pocket for his female companion, one in his back pocket for himself. Really? So, I mean, pre, pre paper Kleenex, that was your only recourse. I mean, you had, you know, a runny nose or whatnot. And of course, hygienically it's a dirty rag. So clean handkerchiefs do not make sense. No, not at all. Okay. So I want them to make sense. But yeah. I don't think they do. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I love I love the element. There's an element of refinement. Sophistication. Exactly. When it comes to something like this. Right. Yeah. This was a very comforting thing about my growing up years that my yeah. father always had a handkerchief. So but, a handkerchief does not make sense. But I wanted to. Okay. So we're just talking to Daryl Strawberry, baseball player. And, you know, I was thinking about... Um, you know, the Atlanta Braves or the Washington football team. Now, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a lot of talk and rightfully so about, you know, well, you know, we're mocking, you know, Native Americans or you know, not right. lifting the. Well, listen, if you're a pirate fan, what what are we doing with pirates? I, I mean, couldn't pirate, agree more. Wait a second. Now, does yeah. this make sense? Because we're like honoring like, you know rogues and murderers and rapists. I mean, you know, and we're going, let's go. And like our little kids get dressed up and they're wearing a little eye patch and we're going, that's so cute. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the pot, not that I want to change the name, but you know, there's an equal, right? There's an equivalence there. We're like, you know, rooting for the, for the pirates and right. the, always the pirates are the bad guys. Right. The burglars on the water. Yeah, exactly. So does no, that it make, doesn't sense? make sense? No, it doesn't. Handkerchiefs don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Pirates, they don't make sense. 101.5 WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef.
Dr. Michael Youssef. You show me a Christian who is an overcomer and who is victorious, and I will show you a Christian who not only knows his treasure house, her treasure house in Christ, but they also know how to appropriate those treasure house in their lives every day. Join Dr. Michael Youssef all this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. All the online Christmas shopping this year had me too quick to double-click. Just too easy to spend money. I had a checkout cart with five golden rings, four calling birds, and three Chia pets. If you, too, let your Christmas cheer spread a bit too far and you're tired of being stretched financially, tired of the constant credit card stress, and you're curious if a refinance or cash-out refinance would help, know that we're a faith and family mortgage team committed to Word FM. It sounds so radio commercial to say, but it really is true that mortgage rates have gone from historically low levels to somehow even a bit lower as of late, leaving millions of Americans with the potential opportunity to either lower your monthly payment a couple hundred bucks or cash out a chunk of equity that's sitting in your home to use for life. If you'd like to see what that would look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. Nice. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are really sorry to hear the passing of Joanne Rogers. Oh, my gosh. Of course, Joanne Rogers was married to Fred Rogers for many, many years. Joanne uh, passed away today at the age of 92 years. 92. I love Joanne Rogers. Oh, she's fabulous. Really. um, We had an an occasion uh, to see the new Fred Rogers movie. How many was that? felt like it was 15 years ago. Was it two years ago? Probably two years ago. The Pittsburgh premiere um, happened over at the um, Southside Southside Works. Mm -hmm. And so we were really pleased to be invited to that. And um, and it was so terrific because we ended up sitting right in front of Joanne. And she was just the most charming thing. John, John kissed her. I did. I was so excited. It was super sweet. I mean, you know, I rarely get sort of excited by people who are well-known, but you know, uh, 
to watch the film and then to listen, knowing Joanne Rogers was right, right behind right. you in, in the next row and to hear her laugh. You know, she was sort of the soundtrack to the oh, movie as well. Yep. And then at the end of the film, of course, everyone was so excited to be there. Everybody applauded and because Joanne stood up and she waved and then she came down just a couple of steps and spontaneously, I had to, I leaned in and I gave her a kiss on the cheek. I was just so excited for her, yeah. you know, just a wonderful woman. And, you know, so there's um, a really nice obituary, of course, uh, in today's PG joshua axelrod writes the obituary and at the very end uh, he says um uh, she was by her husband's side as he rose the fame of the star of mr rogers neighborhood she remained active in preserving his legacy and the values of kindness and respect for all that he championed after her husband died at age 74 due to stomach cancer now uh, barbara venturi who was a movie critic for many years and a friend of joanne rogers uh, is quoted as saying that quote she was just exactly how you would want her to be. And she was. Oh, isn't that sweet? I mean, she really was that. Yeah. So God bless you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful woman. Yes. So, so sad, but mm. what a wonderful life. Grateful to have known her. Fabulous. Well, uh, listen, uh, we're looking at uh, the news as we always do. And I'm sure you do as well, uh, much to our uh, own peril. And uh, so today, um, as we're looking at the news, one of the headlines um, reads, um, Trump impeachment trial could begin on Inauguration Day. And, of course, you read the headline and you go, what? what? Come on. You, you know, they're they're going to do what? What? The same day there's an inauguration, they're going to have an impeachment trial. And then, you know, you click and read a little deeper into the news article. And it says something, you know, that's, you know, nefarious. Oh, there's a basically a slim possibility. Yeah, because it depends, right. It depends on when Nancy Pelosi decides to deliver the articles to the Senate. So, and, and so they have, apparently they have some sort of, I, I'm a little unsure about what the timing is, but they have a mandate to take it up in short order after articles are delivered from the house. Okay. But so you read that headline and then right. you it's read totally further, misleading and your head explodes when you read right. one thing and then you dig a little deeper so it you know it does it goes back to hashtag fake news right i mean seriously what all of us have been through these last many many well look i'm i'm talking pandemic sweep forward 2020 into 2021 all that we've been through in these last ever many months yeah. do we really need more news and especially right. news that is poorly presented just to get you to click to read deeper that i believe is right. really one of the deeper essences of where we are living in today's day and age let me give you another example um i got a video that was posted to my social media feed um from one of my family members um that was of the uh capital storming last wednesday yeah and it had a little like blurb that their comment on it and then the video. Well, what they said about the video actually ended up being the opposite of what actually was happening in the video. But because there was so much video coming out sure. in such a quick amount of time, she saw it. She assumed a thing about the video. She posted it on my social media. And of course I saw it. And then I thought, could that be the same? What is, is that? Anyway, the long and the short of it is that what she said about posting that video ended up to be patently wrong. 
It just wasn't like a misunderstanding. It was just that there was no context around it. It was too early and she said the wrong thing. But if you stop there, if you never learn that there was a greater picture or that it was taken in a whole different place than she expected, then you would have assumed, and maybe millions of people saw the same video and assumed something happened that never happened. Okay, right? So, so this to me is a matter of, and this is very hard to get to the bottom of this. What is truth? Now, thank goodness that Jesus Christ is known in our lives. He is the way, he is the truth. But even within the church, we can agree on really very well, listen, little. I, I can't, I can't, I'm not prepared to answer the question, what is the truth? I know, but it's, it goes to that because whether it's theological or whether it's sociological or whether it's the news of the day, everybody's interested in what is true. And there was a time that we relied on institutions to believe what we thought was the truth. Now, it's hard to find any truth anywhere. Okay, well, let me, let, me, let me take you to an article that Andy Crouch wrote, I don't know, within the last year, that I thought of yesterday and I went to pull up. And he says this. He says, here's a truth that's incredibly hard to put into practice. And by the way, Andy, we love you. We'd love to talk to you soon. The more the world is in apparent crisis, the less benefit you get from the news. In fact, the more you live in a time of crisis, the more you need deep reading, mostly books, he says. So he goes on and says that the news is just not very helpful for several reasons. First of all, it's less informative than ever because of the infinite scroll we have, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, or whatever it is. It gives you one short video after another, he said, of people doing, like last Wednesday, violent things. But all of these things are selected, they're edited, and they're brief and isolated. They're usually urgent and violent. And so they make all of us feel that the situation is even worse than it actually is. And Wednesday's situation to start was pretty bad, yeah. right? But watching all those videos made it even worse. He said, second of all, in times of crisis, news lacks almost all content, which is what I was talking about watching the video that my family member posted, right? The, the videos don't show what's happening outside of the video. It doesn't tell you who took it, right? It doesn't give you any um, understanding of what a larger view of that scene would have been. Right. Third, he said, watching violent things, especially things like this that happened last Wednesday, are not helpful. Now, it's not that we don't want to know what happened. It's not that you shouldn't be informed. It's just that you have to know that when you wade into something like that, it's over time very disturbing to us. And it should be because violence is violating, right? And we're watching someone or something like the Capitol be violated, right? He said, but it's far worse to routinely expose ourselves to this sort of thing if we're not trained, if we're not a, if we're not a, a first responder or we're not a social worker or someone who has a difficult job that involves violence all the time, but part of their daily training is learning how to deal with it, right? We're looking at all these things without any of the training, without any of the backup, without any of the support. Right. Right. So anyway, the article just basically goes on to say, um, we, he says, I am saying we can be informed in all the ways we need to be in much less time and with much, much, much less damage to our souls 
than happens when we spend hours of the day during a crisis compulsively reloading web pages in search of more news. So, of course, Andy's idea is to read deeply, to actually read books, to read the scriptures, to read works of fiction, works of nonfiction, not that we're not informed about what's going on, but that we don't read it obsessively. Instead, we have deep reading, which helps us to develop foundations so that we can interpret the news of the day well. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. We have been examining the historical Adam and his place at the beginning of time. We notice that Scripture teaches that Adam and his wife Eve were the first human beings, the parents of the entire human race. This was true of Adam, who is referred to in Luke as the created Son of God. But this is true of Eve, too, who is called the mother of all living. God created Adam on the sixth day of the creation week. His creation was the last of all the acts of God in creation. Adam, therefore, was given by God a special place in the creation above that of all the animals. He was called by God to take dominion of the earth and subdue it in the service of God the Creator. This is man's mandate in creation. For more information, look us up at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were lied to in buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit, 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. The pandemic has caused families to spend more time in close quarters than ever before. But if you're noticing an emotional distance between you and your child because of their drug or alcohol use, you may not know where to turn. Partnership to End Addiction can help. With free guidance, support, and resources, we work directly with families and communities across the country to help save lives. And we can help you, too. To end addiction, start with connection. Reach out to us at drugfree.org. It's the year-end sale at Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $300 on top-rated mattress brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your $699 mattress purchase. Only during the year-end sale at Mattress Firm. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. As we think about how to consume news in a time of crisis like this, I go back again to what Andy Crouch wrote. He said, so in times of crisis, spend a few minutes a day, which is really all you need, learning what's happening so you can pray and act wisely, but mostly in whatever time you have or can make amidst the demands of your life read books, meditate on scripture, fast and pray, because this day, like every day, is a day of distress. 
To know that, you need no more news than you can absorb in a few moments. But this day, like every day, is also the day of salvation. And to know that truth and what it means for us today to act in response is the real work of our lives. Amen to that. Amen and amen. Andy Crouch. Yes. Hey, thanks for being with us for the entirety of this show. We are up and running. Our podcast is, uh, it'll be uh, online. Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can check out uh, the remainder if you missed anything. Tomorrow's show, we're going to be speaking about gratitude with Gavin Ortland. Uh, at the end of a very brutal week, it is good to reflect on the good graces that God has chosen to give us and our gratefulness in acknowledging that. As always, thanks for being with us. We do not take your presence here for granted at all. We uh, hope that you have yourself a fabulously peaceful, relaxing evening. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.